Welcome to the Panine Halacha podcast. Pesach, chapter 16, Seder night, section 7, the wine. The sages stated in the Talmud, in Mesechet Psachim, that in order to fulfill the mitzvah of the four cups properly, one must dilute the wine with water, because otherwise it will be too strong and cause intoxication. Though the alcohol in such wine gives one pleasure, the mitzvah is to drink the wine in the manner of free people, that is, like wealthy people who have control of their own time and permit themselves to drink the best wine, making sure it is diluted properly so that one can enjoy it without getting drunk. Today's wine, however, is not as strong, and there is no need to dilute it. Even when it is necessary to dilute it, This is already done at the winery. Therefore, if one consults modern works of halacha, like the Mishnah Brura, you will find that there is no mitzvah today to dilute the wine. In fact, nowadays, to purchase fine, wealthy, freedom-expressing wine, we specifically look for wines that are strong enough to intoxicate, because such wines cause a sense of joy, liberation, and freedom. But since today's fine wines are strong enough to intoxicate, we today must be careful not to use a wine so strong that it disrupts our ability to concentrate on the Haggadah and to fulfill the mitzvahs of the Seder night. One must therefore drink four cups of wine in a manner that does bring joy, but does not cause drowsiness or intoxication. If one fears that by drinking a full cup of regular wine, he will be unable to concentrate properly while reading the Haggadah, he should mix his wine with grape juice. This will allow him to drink wine that is fine and wealthy and freedom-expressing, while also properly fulfilling all the mitzvahs of the Seder night. One who finds it difficult to drink wine that contains even just a small amount of alcohol may fulfill the mitzvah by drinking grape juice. When the sages instituted the four cups, they did not imagine that one would fulfill this mitzvah with grape juice, as in their day, there was no way to preserve the juice without it turning into vinegar. They wanted us to recite the Haggadah and to tell the Exodus story while drinking wine, which enhances enjoyment. One who uses grape juice does not fulfill the mitzvah in the way that the sages intended it. Even one who does not enjoy the taste of wine or who gets headaches from it must drink the four cups. In fact, the Gemara recounts that Rav Yehuda bar Eli had to wrap his head in a kerchief from Pesach until Shavuos due to a headache caused by drinking four cups of wine. However, if wine will cause one to be ill and lie down, he is exempt from this mitzvah. Now that grape juice is available, even one who merely suffers from the effects of wine, for example, if it gives him a headache, may choose to discharge his obligation by using grape juice. Women are also commanded to drink four cups of wine, just as they are commanded to fill all of the mitzvahs of the Seder night. L'charchila, ideally, they too should drink wine that maximizes enjoyment. However, if a woman fears becoming intoxicated, she may use grape juice to dilute or even completely replace the wine if she prefers. The sages also stated in the Yerushalmi 
that there is a mitzvah to seek out fine red wine. However, bidyevid, in unideal form, any wine is adequate, even cheap white wine. To summarize, the Talmud states that one should dilute their wine with water, for that is the proper expression of freedom and luxury on this night. However, today, the halacha is that it is actually problematic to dilute one's wine with water, as that is the opposite of a luxurious way of serving wine. Back when wine was diluted, one did not have to worry about becoming too drunk and thus not being able to tell the Exodus story or fulfill the other mitzvahs of the night. Today, however, with our undiluted wine, you do have to worry. Therefore, one should be careful to not drink in such a way that you become overly intoxicated. In fact, one can and should mix their wine with grape juice if that will help them avoid becoming too drunk. Technically, one can use grape juice on Seder night for all four cups. However, this was not the original vision of the sages, so it is preferable to use actual wine, unless, for whatever reason, one needs to use grape juice. From the Jerusalem Talmud, we learn a preference for fine red wine, but even white and even cheap white wine satisfies the mitzvah. Three reflections from me on the fascinating ways in which halacha interacts with modernity in regard to the cups of wine. Number one, diluting wine is a classic example of the conundrum of adapting halacha to changing realities. The sages made a rule telling us to be fancy and dilute our wine, but we know that for us today, to be fancy means to not dilute your wine. One can find instances in halacha where we follow the original practice even when it no longer seems to make sense, but this is not one of those examples. The halacha has changed in accord with the circumstance. Today, we do not dilute our wine with water. Number two, the dilution question is also a classic example of traditional versus academic reads of history. There is a historic question to be asked here. What were the everyday wine customs like back in the day, such that dilution made sense? And how did those customs change such that today we don't dilute? The traditional view offered by Rashi is that in ancient times, the wine was extremely strong and needed to be diluted. Our modern wine, however, is weaker and needs not be diluted. Note that this line of Rashi is not Rashi speaking in a rabbinic or a halachic voice, but as a kind of social historian, offering a take on what the commercial realities were in the past and how they compare to the present. However, modern historians have a different take. Ancient wine wasn't stronger than ours. They just like drinking it diluted, and we do not. We, who have different tastes, and also have more modern wealth, more access to wine, we have other ways of sanitizing our water, all sorts of reasons, we are able and prefer to drink our wine at full strength, whereas in the past, they did not. The Panine Halacha here cites the traditional history that our wine is weaker, but in my humble opinion, it is worth noting the academic history as well, that our wine isn't any weaker, but our drinking habits have simply changed. Number three. 
there are some very interesting gender conversations that come up in the wine versus grape juice debate. On the one hand, it's clear from halacha that women are just as obligated to have four cups of wine as men are. On the other hand, you can find occasional halachic voices over the last century that are more open to specifically women drinking grape juice than they are to men drinking grape juice. Some of these voices have a sense that women prefer grape juice, and some are more worried about female intoxication than they are about male intoxication. The ability of foods or drinks to be associated with male enjoyment or with female enjoyment changes across cultures, and it is, well, at the very least, interesting to see it come up in this halachic conversation. In fact, the Panini Halacha actually echoes these voices, stating that women have more room to use grape juice than men. At the same time, the Panini Halacha also reports that the widespread custom throughout the millennia was that all peoples, regardless of gender, drank a full four cups, specifically of wine. The Panine Halacha podcast provides English audio of Panine Halacha, an exceptional work of Halacha by Rav Eliezer Melamed Shlita. The English translation was overseen by Ellie Fisher and Corin Publishers. These texts are available for free online, and beautiful printed volumes are available for purchase. The summaries and reflections are from me, Ben Greenfield, rabbi of the Greenpoint Shul in New York City. I occasionally make subtle changes to the original translation, often for clarity, sometimes by mistake.